Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Love Podcast. We are so glad uh, that you are with us. I'm so excited today. Reminder, I am Zach, and we're so glad to be with you. But also, I have my amazing wife, Rachel, with me today. Rachel, you want to say hey? Tell hey, us a little everybody. bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is Rachel, and I am just like Zach said, I'm his wife. We've been married for 10 years in May. And we have three children together, and I love being a part of what we do here at Faith Promise in whatever capacity I can get my hands on. Awesome. And so, hey, first I want to say congratulations. I'm so proud of you for taking time to pour into yourself uh, to develop and into all that God's called you to be. Really excited that you would take this time with us. We do not take that lightly. And so, hey, just a recap to lead into what we're doing uh, we talked in January about personal growth plans, about words for the year, about making sure that we are growing and being all that God's called us to be. And so we want to continue that theme. And what we're going to talk about this month is how you grow together. Now, Rach and I are going to talk about how we grow together, but really what this is, this is more than just a marriage. So if, if you are married, that's obviously paramount that you grow with your spouse, but also uh, even if you're not, we want to grow with people. That That's one of the most beautiful things about growth is doing it with other people, seeing other people grow, being a part of their growth is just huge. And so actually, I was going to tell a story of how I did this poorly mm. uh, just so I can be vulnerable and transparent with I you guys. I love a good story where you um, make a mistake. Yeah, so... We do the things that we say on here. So Rach and I both have words and growth plans for the year. And I I uh, am a bit of a crazy person about growth. I want to see people reach their full potential. It's just, it's just like a driving force inside me. And so something I do is I review my growth plan once a week. But part of that review process for me is to review Rachel's growth plan. Now, and I've gotten to some better uh, rhythms, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I wanted to review Rachel's growth plan consistently. And so what I did was I laminated it and then I taped it to the wall above the toilet in our bathroom. Uh, and it was really just so I could see it. Uh, but um, it, uh, no, it, that's not what it was. And that's not what it was for. Babe, that's why it was there. It was for me to see it. Now, babe, now let's not. Uh, Let's not project here, okay? If you're feeling some conviction (laughs) that you need to confess in front of all these people, that's fine. But I, so let's just start from here. Actually, there's a way because growing together, human the human nature is competitive. It can feel competitive. So, uh, Rachel, what are some ways that you've seen people grow together um, that's not helpful? Again, namely taping their uh, growth plan above the toilet. That would be numero uno to not do. Yeah, let's not do that. I think one of the things that's really unhelpful is when you're trying to help somebody grow and you haven't even discussed with them that they have potential, that they love themselves, that they believe in uh, the truth of God's word, that they've been called, that they've been anointed, that God's chosen them for such a time as this. And when you try and propel somebody forward who doesn't even hasn't even taken the time to recognize that there's forward, it's very frustrating for the person trying to help that person grow. And it's very frustrating for the person 
who want who doesn't even really know if they want to grow. And I think when you have relationships, whether it's a peer relationship, it's your marriage, when you have somebody who isn't passionate about development, they don't want to get any better, they don't want to grow, if you're you're going to be spinning your wheels if you haven't had a conversation that so you two are talking about the same thing. So what does growth mean to me? What does growth mean to you? I want to make sure we we have the same thing that we're talking about and then that that's something you actually want to participate in. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's huge. And really for us, be, again, just being on the same page. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I want to accomplish this. And that that's what's hard a lot of times, depending on which what part of the relationship you have in growing together. And that's that's the big one. We this is this is what this is about. Growing together. Mm-hmm. And so really from both sides. One, if you're if you're the person saying, hey, if you're really the one perpetrating the growth, if you will, which is a is, is tiring. Um, and not always a tiring for you, it's tiring for the people that you're trying to, you know, perpetrate it on. You know, it really needs to be again a, a mutual thing. I think Rachel, what you said is great having kind of that DTR, that define the relationship conversation up front of, hey, let's do this together. Um, and then, But what that does is that gives you, if you want to grow together, it gives you the opportunity to make commitments that, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. And, and then, but it, it gives you opportunity to say, hey, remember we said we were going to do this. And you're, you're not just say it's not just all one person. But it's, hey, you're using what they, not not against them, but you're mm-hmm. using what they said, hey, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And so something when I th- thought about growing together, and I'd love for you to explain this, uh, just I, I think you do it better. A book that we read in the past that really informs this for me is that book we read called The Dream Manager. Oh, and yeah. so explain just as people are thinking about growing together and the outlook, I think that that's a really simple, beautiful way. So what does it look? What is what is a dream manager? So a dream manager is exactly like the term uh, it comes across. You're somebody who manages somebody else's dream, and um, in a marriage, it works out great. Um, so and really like for my children in this season, I'm their dream manager. But Zach manages my dream, and I manage Zach's dream, and it works better because you. When you think about yourself, uh, oftentimes we can be self-deprecating or when things start to get a little hard, you want to quit or you just don't see in yourself what somebody else sees in you. Usually your spouse, um, that's how God designed it, sees more in you, believes more in you, loves you more than you love you. Mm -hmm. And so when you allow for them to help you manage your dreams, you share the things that you long for, the things that you want to impact or accomplish, that person takes it and says, hey, let me help you do that. And so my, I do that as a mom with my children. Um, the dreams are a little different. Sometimes the dreams are about having uh, Pokemon cards. And, uh, you know, we manage those dreams. <laughs> we work together to get funding. And I help them make a plan. And I help them execute the plan and move forward. Is that helpful? Oh, it's, it's super helpful. But mm-hmm. I, I just think we human as humans we are naturally selfish and so i think it's a good opportunity even now if i ask you who do you want to grow with like who is that like what are their names what what's their relation to you i think that's something good to know and to process but then also do you know their dreams and is that something that you're assuming 
or is that something that you've taken time to talk and ask that question? If we're not careful uh, in these conversations with people, we can just be waiting on our turn to talk um, instead of asking somebody, hey, what what's your dream? So when it comes to growing together, I, I, first of all, obviously there's actions of being a dream manager, which we'll talk about and really give some people some action steps. But even more than that, it's a place of your heart where you are mm-hmm. thinking and saying, hey, I, I want to help manage this person's dreams. And we, I do say it whenever uh, we do weddings and things like that, to let somebody else fight for you because by and large, they love you more than you love you. And so, which again, that's a hard concept to wrap our mind around. We feel like, you know, nobody's going to love us or care for us how we do. But if you think about it, I mean, who, who has said the worst things about you? Who has spoken more death over you? It's you. You're, you've spoken more negative over you than anybody else. So giving that to somebody else, uh, and again, this is just big relationally in general, but growth, just by virtue of the word, growth is hard. It's just, it's just something that is, is a challenge to do. And so uh, having that vulnerability and transparency is huge. And so what I want to do is I, I want to just practically talk about, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you, Rach, these questions. I, I'm fine to share mine. But um, really, for me, if we get really practical on like the on-ramp to it. So it starts with your heart, your why. You're, you're, you're a dream manager. You want to see somebody's best come out in their life. You want to see them discover their purpose. Uh, but then how do you do that practically? And so for me, the, the simple thing that I'll use is, what we, and again, we talked about this in January, but um, having a word, having a verse, and then so those are, I would say, the first two things you, if you want to help, if you want to grow with some, somebody, sorry, I would say a word and a verse is the place to start. Um, and so, but then also, and again, I, I don't, I'm not asking everybody to draw this big, huge, long plan, but even if you can make it as simple as these three things, what's my word, what's my verse, and then what is the greatest thing that I could see happening this year? Like if, if, if this happens, so mine is anointed, what is the greatest thing? But then sharing that, but I, I mean, ask people you want to grow with. How often does somebody ask them, hey, what's your dream? Hey, what do you want to accomplish? Hey, what's the greatest thing that God could do through you? I ask that question. I try to ask it. And I should ask it more frequently. But every time, it's, it's like people being asked for the first time. And so just, just to practice, Rach, what is, what is your word for 2022? You know, what's your verse? And then what do you think is the best thing that could happen that God could do this year in that? Uh, so my word for the year is establish. So not establish, but just establish. It's a, a King James word. And um, it means not just to, to build something new. It means to um, strengthen the foundation that's already there. And so my prayer this year is that the Lord, would, it's First Peter 5.10, that the Lord would... Um, strengthen the foundation of my life. And the greatest thing that could happen for me is that the Lord um, broadens my capacity, uh, my competency, and uh, my leadership and development in such a way that it's so strong and it's so steady that people start to stand on my shoulders. And that would be the greatest thing is to see um, the solidification of my own foundation um, affecting other people's foundation around me. Yeah. And so again, and 
Rach and I, this is something for us. But I mean, we we've been on this podcast for twelve minutes so far, and we're already. I mean, you that that's that's a lot to go on. It's mm-hmm. a lot to think about. It's a lot to pray about. But then it's a lot for. And I write Rachel's down in my journal. Yours um, is in the front of mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but what it does is it gives me the opportunity just to think about it. So like, not everybody is as process driven or. All that stuff is maybe you're you're hearing from me or some of the other people on this podcast, but if you'll put it in front of you, it, it's like whenever you're thinking about buying a car, and then after you buy it or after you you see it everywhere, mm-hmm. you start to see it, and so just by starting in a place where you have enough familiarity with the person that you want to grow with, and again, I, I do want to encourage you if you're married and for some reason. Well, I know. I was going to say for some reason it's hard to grow with your spouse. I know why because that's like the that's the foundation uh, where the enemy wants to attack. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to fight to grow together with your spouse. And husbands, if you're on here, I I I want you to be vulnerable. Uh, Wives, anybody, if you're, I just want you to be vulnerable and share. But then ask. And, but and, and I would say with there's a skepticism that comes with when people say I want to grow with you, and then the skepticism goes to another level whenever you say I want to be a dream manager for you. That's just more intimate than I would say most people uh, are used to. Um, you know, just because we we live in a consumer, really a taker uh, mentality in society, and so whenever we put others before ourselves and we love people in that way. Um, gosh, it fo- it really does. It fosters so much growth. And so, I, Rachel, you talked about being a dream manager for me and for the kids and, and for other people. How how do you – we're busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody on here, you know, that you're probably listening to this on, you know, one and a half speed driving somewhere. <laughs> you know, that, I know that's what I tend to do. Uh, so we're all busy. How do you keep growing with people in the forefront of your – um, your life? How do you keep it in the natural flow of what you do? It is not natural to be selfless. And so I think um, if you are, uh, and we had talked about this, I don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast, but in Acts, when uh, they were seeing all of the mir- miracles happening right after they've received the power of the Holy Spirit, and and Peter tells them it's not by our own righteousness, it's it's by or in our own godliness, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the first thing that I think that requires is like you have to die to yourself. You um, really just have to, and I'm not saying you have to mourn your dreams or let your dreams die, but I am saying if you will be, Proverbs says if you're generous. God will take care of you. So you don't have to worry about, oh, if I give my time and attention to somebody else, then I'm not going to be taken care of. So there's a there's a mental process of really like that's where it begins. So if I change the way I think about people, if I change the way I think about when I'm with them. So when I think about you, for example, and this is in our home, or even taking it to a professional place like Jessica Elston on our team. I love Jessica. I want to help Jessica grow. And so when her words in the front of my journal, so when I'm in in my quiet time, it's there. But I even like, just when I text her, I'll scroll up and say, oh, what was her word again? So I'll scroll in. I'll make sure it's in my text messages. Um, when I see her, I say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm believing this for you, you know, um, 
And that's a good place to start is just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. And I wanted to just know how is that going? You don't have to help develop a plan. You don't have to spend 45 minutes a day thinking about their plan, but simply allowing it to be a part of the conversation that you have with people that you love and care about because you've changed the way you thought about people. So when Zach comes home and says, hey, my schedule has changed. This is what the church needs right now. Or, hey, we've got to stay late because there's these people who need us. To, who need us. It's, it's just more important. And so I can say, hey, I'm willing to be flexible and lay down the plans that I may have had to help move you forward because I'm not concerned about my own well-being. I know that I have a dream manager who's going to help take care of me, but I also, I'm, I trust the Lord in all circumstances, in all moments. He's going to make a way for me and put me exactly where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. So I think it begins, for me, what makes it natural is the supernatural. And then I allow that supernatural to take, um, to affect my day-to-day interactions with the people that I have. Instead of just allowing it to affect me, I let it spill out into the way I talk to people. So just like you said, when you ask somebody, hey, what's your dream? They're going to look at you like you're a crazy person. Why would you ask me that? Why would you want to know that? That might be different conversation in your home than you've ever had. But it starts to become people then when you ask it and you talk about it and you start asking people, what's your next step? Hey, how can I serve you? How can I help you do that? Then it becomes normal. So now when you come and have that conversation, you're not even having to initiate it. They are, they are responding to seeds that were sown you know, a month ago, six weeks ago from a conversation. I think that's probably the easiest way to see it start manifesting in your day-to-day life. Yeah, and it, it really is. This is not something that happens in a moment. You know, this is really a culture and a relationship for you to build. And really, to, and again, what, what Rachel said is great, but if I could give you something for you just to remember, I, I, want, I want to ask you to have a, a space and a place. And so when I say space, I'm talking about a time. Mm-hmm. So like what, what's, what's a, what's a, and, and really if you decide that you want to grow together with somebody, what I want to encourage you to do is to pre-decide how you're going to do that. And so when you pre-decide something, you're deciding, Hey, whenever this, whenever this, uh, opportunity comes, this is what I'm going to do. And so again, at night, I pre-decide I'm not going to sleep past five. Like I, I pre-decide, you know, I have a 4:45 alarm and a five. I've pre-decided I can't sleep past that. I have to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, whenever I I'm tired in the morning, I've made this pre-decision. I know that's it's simpler, you know, than than it really manifests. But I want you to pre-decide that you're going to have a space. So what's your what's a time where you're going to do this? Um, and we make time for all kinds of things. But what's the time? And so if you pre-decide, hey, I'm going to do this at night before I go to bed. Maybe you just you just get the juices flowing at that point. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to do that. So don't just say, oh, I'm going to do that before I go to bed. Like make it like pre-decide. Like actually take your journal out mm-hmm. after you get out of bed and put it on your pillow. Mm-hmm. And so then I mean then you'd have to like be pretty intentional. Take it out, put it back in your nightstand or whatever you're going to do. So but I, and I just mentioned the next one. So have a space, which is a time. In a place, so like, where do you do this at? Um, growth for yourself and for others. It it's so important that you know having having a space or a place. This is where I do that at. I, I think that that's helpful, and I, I th- it's good for our, It's good for us uh, rhythmically 
to have, okay, when I sit in this place, so like for me, we have little kids at home, so the my, our house is not a quiet space. So when I take jail to school, I come straight to work. I'm here from 7.30 until 9. Like that, this is my time where I do that. I'm, and, you, and you may have to be creative to find the space and to find a place. Like we have little kids, and, and for the vast majority of our day, um, I'm with them. Mm-hmm. So it means that I either have to get, I have to sacrifice, I have to die to myself and get up early, which seems to be the most successful for me. Um, or I have to really wrangle around and say, okay, I'm going to let them have tablet time or they're, we're going to go to the park and while they're playing and hopefully they don't fall and die, I'm going to journal, you know? Um, I'm a great parent. I'm super good at it. <laughs> great, great. They're all alive. Uh, they are. Everybody's living. So I think it's okay for your space and place to not look the same as somebody's, somebody else's depending upon the season that you're in. But you do have to have a space and a place. It may not be at 545 on your couch. It might be at 130 at your dining room table because your kids are napping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so hey, I, we just want to encourage you. You can do it. You can grow together uh, with people in your life. Again, whether that be your spouse, whether that's with your friend, with your group, whatever it might be. I, w- I just want to encourage you. It's so fulfilling to help other people fulfill their dreams it's so amazing to help other people grow and i'm just going to tell you if you want to grow there's nothing that helps you grow more than helping other people grow it's just it's just how it is and so just to recap um number one we want you to have the mindset so that dream manager mindset that you're get the privilege the opportunity uh the honor to manage other people's dreams and hey that book is it is called the dream manager it's It's, short it's very short it's by matthew kelly if you're looking for that so you can find it um it's an older book but you can actually still order it on amazon um and it's available for you it's got a purple cover it's really it's a great read to help you shift the way that you think yes it is so having that mindset um, and then, you know, ha- having that plan, again, the, the plan really simply, and it, it will expand, but this plan really simply, hey, what's your, what's your word, what's your verse, and what's the greatest thing that you can see happening? Um, and sharing that and being intimate with that. But then also, again, uh, the stuff Rachel was sharing about, about, again, that focus on the supernatural, coming in the natural, speaking life over them, spending that time, that proximity. Uh, with them, mm-hmm. and then what I shared about how, where's your space, where you do that, what's the time, and then what is the place, and so I, I just I want to encourage you to do to do it. And so for me, I have to grow with Rachel and then my my first team at the church, but I have a whole page of people's words and verses, and so when I look through it. Monday is my day where I really spend time. And I text out encouragements on it. I think about it. Um, and you know, it just, it just, it doesn't take as much as we oftentimes make it out to be. And so I I just want to encourage you to to pre-decide if you will, that you're going to have a conversation with somebody you want to grow with. Maybe you need to apologize for not doing it sooner, but let's celebrate the fact that you feel called to now. And so I think this is, that's a great, that's a great place to start. Uh, we really enjoy uh, growing together. Uh, we're not perfect. Uh, we we mess up way more frequently than we wish. Uh, but you know, we we do want to tell you that despite 
working at church and having both coming from great families, uh, if we're not intentional, we would not grow together. That's right. Well, you never drift to your desired um, destination. That's what Maxwell says. That's right. And so, and our desired destination is to fulfill the dreams that God has put in our hearts and for the people we care about to do that as well. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, thank you so much for taking some time with us. We hope that this moment was encouraging for you, but also that you got some applicable things to start growing together. So we love you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.